Today is Winning Cures Everything. I'm back. For one show, at least this week. We've got 20 games to discuss, and we are obviously going to go rapid fire. We're going to talk about what game day is going to do for week four, uh, among other things, of course. So let's not waste a bunch of time, and uh, let's go ahead and get to it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, September 15th edition of the show. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, on uh, Telegram. I'm in a bunch of other places. Obviously not Twitter, at least until this thing gets resolved. But I have faith it will eventually. The powers that be in the Bay Area will heed my appeal and will get this thing rolling very, very soon. Uh, I am a new father. Again, for the third time. Why not? I'm sure you guys see uh, see my pups in the background here. They're having a good time, obviously. Uh, but the baby is doing his thing, or her thing, excuse me, and uh, the mother is doing her thing, and the boy is asleep, and now it is time for me to dive into week three numbers, uh, which I haven't had a lot of time to look at this week. Last week went 12 and 4, uh, the week before that went 9 and 11, so uh, 21 and 15 overall on this, not too shabby thus far for just taking 20 random games that, for the most part, were not discussed on BetUS. And trying it out. We'll see what happens with it. So, uh, let's let's talk first. Oh, let me let me tell you this. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash winning cures. And, of course, telegram t.me slash garywce. Go ahead and check both those things out. Uh, do quite a bit on both. Obviously, I will, I will be doing more next week uh, on those as opposed to this week. Uh, so the baby was born, by the way, Murphy Jean uh, was born on Sunday evening, uh, late, uh, I say late, it was 940, uh, but that process started on Sunday morning. So it was a, a full day, a full day, and it's been a full week. Uh, I have enjoyed getting to stay at home, getting to be involved in this process. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I will be broadcasting from here uh, for the duration for basically uh, through the entire regular season. So we'll, we'll see how things go there. Uh, but let's, let's not waste a bunch of time. Let's look at the clock here, and let's talk about where is college game day going for week number four. There are multiple options, right? Obviously, uh, you've got Alabama Ole Miss. They're not going back to Tuscaloosa. So that one's out. Toss it over here. But it, it is an ESPN show, and they are going to Colorado this week. ABC has the rights to uh, the Colorado-Oregon game next week. That one's 2.30 p.m. on uh, ABC, Central Time. Regardless of what happens this week with Oregon-Hawaii and Colorado-Colorado State, I don't think they're going to make that choice because it does not get bigger than Ohio State and Notre Dame. That 6.30 p.m. game on NBC, uh, that's, that's as big as it gets. It's going to have monster ratings. And I know that Dion is involved with the other one, and if you got an undefeated Colorado, undefeated Oregon, that's going to be huge. Yes, the numbers are going to be massive for that game as well because Dion brings in just casual football fans, right? So that is something to pay attention to, but there's no way that game day doesn't go to South Bend. This is the biggest game in South Bend in decades. Like, probably since the Bush push, I would imagine, uh, when Charlie Weiss was still the coach there. 
I don't I don't know that it's gotten a whole lot bigger. It, at least not when you could have full crowds, right? Uh, the 2020 season was massive when they had Clemson come in, but this was this this one is going to be huge because Notre Dame fans fully believe that they've got the better team this year, the better team than Ohio State, who is a significantly bigger brand than Clemson. I I think it's a no brainer. I think I think there's no question that this is going to be the game where game day goes. But you guys go on and tell me in the comments. Let me know what you think about this. Is it going to be Colorado, Oregon, or is it going to be Ohio State, Notre Dame? I am leaning with the Fighting Irish and the Buckeyes, of course. So that's my, that's my guess on it, this one. Now, as I said before, 21-15 and 15 overall on the season. Went 12-4 and four in my 16 games last week. Uh, I, I did not get into a whole lot of trends, etc. this week. So... Let's just get right to it. We're going to look at numbers, and we're going to make a pick on the games. And we will start off uh, right da, 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 right here. Friday night, 6 p.m. Central Time on FS1. We've got Virginia going to Maryland, obviously a former ACC battle here. And, uh, and we are going to pull this thing up on your screen so that you can see exactly. That's not the right one. And that's not either. There we go. Eventually, we will get this right. So, according to the raw statistics right now, I've got Maryland favored by 32 points here. But if you look at the power ratings uh, that's right above, which the power ratings is still... Uh, we're, we're only into week three, so we haven't taken the preseason numbers out of that completely. Uh, but we have Maryland favored by 20. So, 20.08. Maryland is currently a favorite of 14 and a half at home on Friday night. Yeah, I, you look at these numbers, and I don't know that you can really quantify exactly how bad Virginia is, right? Especially the scary part is on defense. Uh, it's one thing if Tennessee lights you up, because they tend to light up everybody. That, that offense finds ways to score a bunch of points. But when James Madison puts 36 on you, and... They outscore you 12 to nothing in the fourth quarter in a game that means a lot to you emotionally. I mean, you got Virginia coming off of their first home game since the tragedy, and you hate to try and use that to handicap something, but man, this has got to be a draining week. It's got to be a draining week. Uh, my numbers point towards Maryland here. Uh, we, can, we can break down PPA per pass. We can break down all kind of stuff. Maryland actually really good running the ball this far this season. Number 27 rushing success rate against Virginia, who is number 132 in that regard. And it's only through two games. Again, I know this. I understand we can't use these specific numbers. Uh, Virginia has played a more a significantly stronger schedule than Maryland. Uh, but when you look at all this, I, I don't know how you can go any other direction with it other than taking Maryland to cover the 14 and a half. So you guys tell me in the comments. Uh, what what am I missing here? What am I missing? If you look at offensive red zone conversion percentage, Virginia is number 122, Maryland number 21. Defensive red zone conversion percentage, Virginia number 102, Maryland number 50. This is This seems significantly more lopsided than just a 14.5 point spread. So give me Maryland to cover the 14.5 on that one. Moving right along. Army. Army heads to UTSA. UTSA is an eight and a half point favorite, total of 44 on this game at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN on Friday night. And this is uh this is an interesting one because UTSA has not been all that good here lately. Uh, it's, it's very surprising to see what this team looks like, and there's a chance. I think that he's going to play, obviously. We will see. But Frank Harris may not play in this game. Or at least that's what it sounded like from Jeff Trailer earlier in the week. Again, I just had a baby. I haven't kept up with all the news. Uh, but we're going to try and handicap this thing anyway. The offense for UTSA has been not good at all. Number 114 PPA per pass. Uh, number 68 PPA per rush. Army's defense, pretty good against the pass thus far this year. So, we'll, we'll take a look at this. Now, Army on offense, number one in PPA per pass. Granted, they only throw the ball 20% of the time, but regardless, um, 
UTSA, I mean, pretty good defense. Number six PPA per rush allowed. Army, number 109 PPA per rush. Like, this Army offense, they're trying to figure some things out. Uh, you look at things like turnover margin. You look at, you know, penalties, stuff like that. This all leans Army's direction. And the new clock rules obviously make it difficult for any team to be able to run away from a service academy. So, eight and a half seems like a lot of points here. Uh, you look at the overall raw statistics, it would have UTSA favored by 3.79. But the power ratings have UTSA favored by 9.3657 up there, up at the very top. Uh I think this is a rough spot. UTSA not quite into conference play yet. This was a tight game last year. Uh, granted, it was played at Army, but this is a spot where I'm going to I'm going to back the Black Knights. I'm going to take Army plus the eight and a half. Uh, doesn't seem very hard to you know take a, a service academy as an underdog. Uh, but granted, this one's only single digits. You know, the best number I saw was eight and a half for Army on this. So that is the direction that I'm going to go with it. Uh, so moving along, moving along. We can't, be, we can't be taking too long on these things. Utah State at Air Force. Air Force, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, this one's Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network. Total sits at 46-and-a-half on this thing. So let's go ahead and discuss the power ratings. Would have Air Force by seven-and-a-half points. The... Just raw statistical numbers would have Air Force favored by 6.85. The number is Air Force 9.5. This team in Utah State, for whatever reason, always gives Air Force trouble. I don't know what it is, but Blake Anderson has had success against uh, the Falcons. And you look at PPA margin, I mean, Air Force number 12, Utah State number 26 so far. I mean, Utah State put up 78. It was on Idaho State. But Idaho State is a team that hung in with San Diego State. I think that says more about the Aztecs than it does uh, than it does Idaho State. But regardless, uh, Utah State, I mean, their number's pretty good on defense. Number 22, PPA per drive on defense. Number 21, PPA per play on defense. Uh, that's a little shocking. Uh, the biggest thing to me is the fact that they're number three in PPA per rush. I had zero expectations for this team coming into the season, but thus far, through two weeks, the numbers look pretty good. Uh, Air Force, still trying to make some things click. They're pretty good on offense, number 40, but defense, obviously really, really good. Uh, this number, 46.5, I've got the projected total at 42.63. I, I think I'm going to ride with, with Utah State here. Uh, I, I wish I had done the show when, you know, the number was at 10, but, uh, but I'll... I'll roll with nine and a half for show purposes. Utah State, surprisingly good this year so far. Obviously, we'll see a pace of play could be very interesting here. Uh, Utah State's number 14 and Air Force number 129. I'm going to scroll to the end here in case anybody wants to pause the video to take a look. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, these numbers are very interesting. Utah State, still not very good numbers as far as the uh, offensive red zone conversion, stuff like that. But... They're putting up points. They're definitely putting up points. So we will see what that looks like. But give me Utah State plus the nine and a half on that. All right. We're moving to the Saturday slate now. Florida State is a 26-point favorite on the road at Boston College. Total sits at 47 and a half on this. Uh, it's 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. And... I've got some interesting numbers here. Let's go on and pull them up. So, I look at this. Again, the total 47.5. I mean, my projected total is near 60. I mean, it's pretty wild. Again, this is early, early numbers. Okay? Don't don't, don't take these numbers and roll with them. Um, my power rating up here has Boston College as a 24.5 point underdog. If the total is at 26, yeah, I've got a split here. So the raw stats say Florida State by five touchdowns. The power numbers, with two weeks of numbers thrown in, have Florida State by 24.5 points. Okay. So Florida State has Clemson on deck. I don't think they're going to do more than what they need to. However, I do think that Boston College is not a very good football team. 
that's going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, I think that my number on this, as far as the raw stats is concerned, I, I mean, you look at this, and Florida State, their defense, surprisingly good. Uh, number 53 in defense per drive. Obviously, LSU had some success on them in that first half, uh, but they smoked out Southern Miss last week. You look at, you know, the offensive numbers compared to the defensive numbers for Boston College. Uh, Houston, we got a problem, right? I mean, that's that's the biggest thing here. I I look at this, I think I'm going to have to ride Florida State. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are backing uh, Boston College in a look-ahead spot. And I know it's on Chestnut Hill. But I, I think Florida State is so good that it's not going to matter. I think they're going to win by four touchdowns. That's that's really what I'm seeing here. I think they're going to win by four touchdowns. Uh, so give me Florida State to cover 26 here. Uh, there's a couple of 26 and a half. Anything up to 28, I feel pretty good about. But I will take Florida State minus 26 for show purposes. Uh, moving right along. We're on game number five here. We got to pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. All right. Georgia Southern heads to Wisconsin. Of course, the Badgers coming off of a, I guess for them, an embarrassing loss to Washington State. I don't know that it should be embarrassing, but regardless, Wisconsin, a 20-point favorite. The total sits at 64. It's 11 a.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network. We're going to pull up the numbers here. And the raw stats have Wisconsin favored by three. Now, the power ratings, along with uh, two weeks' worth of numbers, have got Wisconsin by 15. Now, again, Georgia Southern put up 49 on UAB last week. They covered the spread in that game at home. Uh, Georgia Southern went on the road and beat Nebraska last year. Wisconsin, I think, is going through some growing pains. The weakness for this Georgia Southern defense is their their passing defense. Number 131 in pass success rate allowed. Uh, They're number 131 in passing explosiveness allowed. Number 114 PPA per pass allowed. But Wisconsin, they they are trying to pass the ball, but number 100 PPA per pass, the number 121 in passing success rate, they are number 54 in passing explosiveness. Uh, the issue here, Georgia Southern, surprisingly, number 21 in havoc created. Like, there's there's some things to look at with Georgia Southern here. Um, moving it, you know, down a little bit, I, I think, like, regardless of Wisconsin thinking that they were embarrassed in that loss last week, I think Georgia Southern's good enough to hang around here. Like, everybody wants to bet on the team that that just got embarrassed. I don't think I'm buying it. I think Wisconsin just may not be great right now. They don't have a good trigger man, and that's going to be a bit of a problem. So, I I look at these numbers, and I'm kind of convinced that Georgia Southern might make a, uh, a surprising game out of this thing. So, give me Georgia Southern. To cover the 20, I'm a, I'm a little shocked myself that I'm going to do that. That first week, we had so many favorites, and now obviously we're, we're not riding the favorite train anymore. <laughs> we are not doing that anymore. All right. We have the first non-conference battle, and maybe the last, between Louisville and Indiana. And Louisville is a 10-point favorite Total sits at 50 and a half. It's 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time on another version of the Big Ten Network. So let's look at the numbers. The number is Louisville favored by 10. The current raw stats would have Louisville favored by 30.19. And the power numbers would have Louisville favored by 14.95. So basically 15 points. So... This Louisville defense, surprisingly good. Now, obviously, they played Murray State last week, so that's something to consider when you're looking at the numbers. But they also did pretty good against Georgia Tech. They gave up some some points. They gave up some big plays. But when you look at the success rate, you look at that kind of stuff, yeah, I think there's a, there's a chance here that Louisville's defense could be a little bit better than we thought. They're number 19 in PPA per drive uh, so far on defense. The weakness of the defense. They're number 112 in rushing success rate. Indiana, number 120 in rushing success rate on offense. They can't take advantage of it there. So that's not good. 
Uh, you look at Louisville on offense, it, it, number one in PPA per rush. They're number two in rushing success rate. Well, Indiana's defense, number 68 PPA per rush allowed, number 83 rushing success rate allowed. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be it's going to be a problem. This is going to be a problem. So, um, there's a couple of things that that I am interested in. Obviously, Louisville third down conversion percentage. They're 22.73. Uh, they're number 130 in the country in that. Uh, but at the same time, they only average like 11 third downs a game. They're really good staying ahead of the chains. You look at Indiana. They're number four in third down conversion percentage. Now, part of that is because they just they shut down Ohio State in that first game. Uh, and then they played in Indiana State last week. But the offense, I think, for Indiana is so not good that they're going to have trouble staying within this number. I think I'm going to have to ride Louisville. This, I mean, this thing's in a dome. Louisville's going to want to play fast. Indiana's going to try and muck it up. Uh, I think it's closer to my power number, which is about two touchdowns. Yeah, I will, I will take Louisville. To cover the 10 here, I'm a little surprised that the line is not a touch higher. I don't know what I'm missing. You guys tell me in the comments. Let me know, because I'm, I'm just shocked at the fact that this thing is so short. Moving along, and Alabama heads to South Florida. USF, the Bulls, Alabama is a 33-point favorite. Total sits at 61. This one's a 2.30 p.m. Central Time game on ABC, and... We got the numbers here. Let's take a look. Currently, my projected total on it is 49.97, 50 points. I don't think I agree with that. Uh, but I do have Alabama favored by 30.5 points just based on raw stats right now. And the power numbers have them favored by 34.29. So it's sitting right in between 33. This is going to be fantastic. Going to be fantastic. Okay, Alabama's defense kind of got shredded last week. Number 83 PPA per pass allowed, uh, but only number 28 in passing explosiveness allowed, which is uh, a bit comical, if you will, considering some of those deep bombs. But Middle Tennessee did basically nothing against them, so that obviously helped their numbers. I don't think USF has the same kind of guys that Texas does, and that might be the understatement of the year. That might be the, the most ridiculous thing that I've ever said, but I think it needed to be said. They're not going into a spot here where uh, they're going to be going against the same caliber athletes, right? This is basically a name-your-score kind of game. I do think, based on everything that I know about Alabama, on what they... How about this? Everything that I have seen them do in the past, granted this team is nothing like past teams, uh, one thing that you do need to pay attention to here is the fact that USF is number 35 in offensive explosiveness and number 125 in defensive explosiveness allowed. That's a, that's playing teams that are not named Alabama. That's Western Kentucky. That's guys like that. So Alabama, they're number 42 on offensive explosiveness, number 90 in defensive uh, allowed. So number 62 in net explosiveness, number 110 for USF, look, this is a spot that screams Alabama being able to kind of do what they want to, come out and instill their will a little bit. Now, I know that it is a bit of a look-ahead spot for Alabama. They do have Ole Miss on deck. This is a massive game for USF, but this is kind of a buy game for USF. Big recruiting tool for Alabama, uh, big recruiting tool for uh, USF as well. I am going to take Alabama to cover the 33 here. Uh, it's it's kind of a number that's in no man's land. You'd prefer this thing to have been 31 where it was when it opened, but we'll take this right now. Alabama to cover 33 on the road on Saturday. Next on the board, San Diego State heads to Corvallis. They're going to take on the Oregon State Beavers. Oregon State, a 24-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total sits at 48. This one's 2.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. And the numbers. Let's take a look. The raw stats would have Oregon State favored by 39-and-a-half points. 
I mean, are we serious here? Um, this is this is nuts. Oregon State has looked so good. Their numbers, uh, number 19 PPA per pass, number 19 PPA per rush. They're number 21 PPA per drive on offense, number two PPA per drive on defense. Uh, their, their numbers right now are absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the question here is San Diego State. How how bad are they, right? That same Idaho State team, and don't get me wrong, San Diego State just got smushed by UCLA. Is it the same thing when they go to Corvallis? I mean, they were at home against UCLA, and they got beat by 25. Now the number's 24 and a half, and they got to go on the road to a team that might be better than UCLA? Uh, you look at some of these numbers, they still have not gotten this thing figured out on offense for the Aztecs. On top of that, number 117 in the country in penalties per game, the number 118 in penalty yards per game. Um, I There's nothing about this that, that tells me that San Diego State's going to be able to make a game of it. Now, they don't have to make a game of it to be able to cover the number. The uh, My power number on this is Oregon State minus 23.4. The raw stats say it should be closer to 40. But as much as both of these teams like to run the ball, that's where I think it could be interesting, right? Um, you look at... So, San Diego State runs the ball eh, almost 57% of the time. If you look at those numbers... Um, Oregon State likes to run the ball eh, 52.5%, somewhere around there. You're going to see a lot of running. A lot of running. But I do think that Oregon State can probably uh, get a lot of points before they start running all the way, right? Uh, that's that's my guess on this. I have to imagine it, it, certain things like turnover margin, penalties per game, uh, just fundamental things are going to make Oregon State uh, the the significantly... I mean, I'd feel so dumb betting San Diego State in this spot because they've looked so terrible. Even when they won against Ohio, they should not have won that game, even though Curtis Rourke went out. Like, it, it blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. So, we're going to take Oregon State, another big favorite. I understand this is one of those kind of weeks where uh, the most ridiculous games look like they could probably go... Uh, the the opposite way of me. But I'm going to take the Beavers because I trust them more. I mean, that's a, that's 100% all that is. We got another big brand here. We, uh, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky goes to Ohio State. Whew, and the Buckeyes, who could only put up 35 points on Youngstown State. They are favored by 30 and a half with a total of 65 and a half. This one's 3 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Let's look at the numbers. The numbers have got Ohio State by 17.7 here. I know everybody thinks that Ohio State's going to eventually figure this thing out, and they're going to, whatever, right? And maybe they do because Western Kentucky's numbers rushing the ball, or at least defensively against the rush, are not good. Number 126 PPA per rush. Uh, Number 131 rushing success rate allowed. Number 105 in rushing explosiveness allowed. But what you're hoping for from Ohio State is that they figure out how to throw the football before they go play against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's become explosive now. So you have to imagine they're going to try some of that stuff. And that happens to be the strong point of Western Kentucky's defense. Number 32 PPA per pass. Number 15 in pass rate uh, allowed anyway. Number 23 passing success rate allowed. Number 23 passing explosiveness allowed. So they, granted, they don't have the athletes that Ohio State does. But they do have a pretty good coaching staff. They got a really good quarterback. Uh, this is this is going to be interesting. Um, my power number on this through two weeks of the season, along with the preseason numbers, has actually got Ohio State minus uh, almost 25, 24.7. I'm getting 30 and a half. Now, it does feel dumb to go against Ohio State in a situation like this. But this is also a look-ahead spot for the Buckeyes. Maybe they don't want to show all their cards. It's entirely possible. Who knows? But, you know, I I feel pretty good about Western Kentucky. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the game by any means. But can they keep it within 
30 and a half? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, you might want to wait until, you know, near kickoff to get this thing when you can probably get it at 31, 31 and a half. But for show purposes, we're going to take the Hilltoppers. We'll take Western Kentucky plus the 30 and a half. Uh, again, you can see all the numbers on the screen. Like this is, it's not an even matchup because talent wise, I mean, this is not even close. But I I could see this. I could see a few big plays coming from Western Kentucky. And I don't know that I trust Ohio State's offense all that much right now. So we shall see. We'll move on. Game number 10 here. And we're right at the 30-minute mark. So that's uh, just about perfect. Tulane heads to Southern Miss. And Tulane currently favored by 13 points with a total of 49.5. It's 3 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU. And Southern Miss actually upset Tulane last year, one of their only two losses on the season. Little surprising. I'm sure that you, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you watched that game last year, right? Uh, Will Hall, of course, used to be the offensive coordinator at Tulane under Willie Fritz, but Will Hall is the new head coach at, uh, at Southern Miss. So, let's take a look at some numbers. The raw stats would have Tulane favored by 11.66. I would imagine Michael Pratt is going to play this week. I have not seen any news on that. Again, I just had a baby. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) But we're just going to look at the numbers, and we're going to make a guess on this. The power rating would have Tulane favored by 12.87-ish, which is right at 13 that the number is at right now. The raw stats would have Tulane by 11 and a half. Eh. Tulane going on the road after a big-time spot where they were in the game. Kai Horton played a hell of a game last week. But they could not quite get over the edge against Ole Miss. Uh, Tulane going to be heading into conference play soon. How much does this game really matter? Uh, Will Hall, super familiar with this Tulane program. I think this is another one of those spots where Tulane might win just based on talent, but I don't know that they're going to be able to run away with this thing. So, I here and I'll I'll pull the numbers down so that anybody that wants to uh, anybody that wants to pause the video and search for it, yeah, you can take a look. It's right there. Uh, but this is, I think this is a game that Southern Miss can hang in. They got a good defense, and I know that the numbers don't necessarily bear it currently, especially not rushing the ball. Uh, but it's not like Tulane's offense looks great rushing the ball. They're number 122 in PPA per rush right now. And, eh, I don't know. I think this is a spot that, that maybe Southern Miss can figure a couple of things out. I will take the Golden Eagles. That's right. I will take them plus the 13 and feel pretty good about it. I will feel pretty good about it. All right, let's uh let's run some quick ads. And, uh, and on the other side, we've got... Ten more games that we're going to roll through very, very quickly. Let's check out some things you should know about. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, expert game analysis only on the BetUS TV College football channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com store to see what all we've added. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now, back to the show. All right. All right, don't forget, of course, uh, check out the Three Dog Thursday show. TJ had Colby Dant on from the Sports Gambling Podcast and the College Experience. Fantastic, fantastic show today. Also, I did the Bet US College Football Show. I didn't do it this week, but I will be back next week, so be ready. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we do that over there. We just hit 15,000 subscribers, so first off, thank you guys. Second, if you haven't subscribed to this channel, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button on this video. We would appreciate it. All right. 
Let's make sure that we don't waste any time, and let's get to it. Northern Illinois heads to Nebraska, and who boy, uh, Nebraska, an 11-point favorite, just got completely outmatched at Colorado last week. But an 11-point favorite here, total of 42, uh, 6 p.m. game, Central Time on FS1, Northern Illinois. What was that? against? And don't get me wrong, Southern Illinois is a good FCS team, but that's the issue. They are an FCS team. After you go up to Boston College and beat a Power 5 program, you come back home and lay an egg, that's not good, Thomas Hammock. You know this. What are you trying to prove here? Regardless, look at the numbers. The power numbers on this have Nebraska favored by 11. Surprising how that works sometimes, right? Uh, Nebraska, at least raw statistics-wise, yeah, would be about a 2.7-point favorite at home on this. So, let's just put the whole sheet up here. Let you see what we're looking at. Northern Illinois' defense is actually really good against the pass and kind of terrible against the rush. Definitely not good. So, number 120 PPA per rush allowed, number 8 PPA per pass allowed. Uh, PPA margin, they're number 112 on offense, number 31 on defense. Um, Nebraska, on the other side, number 108 PPA per drive on offense, number 74 PPA per drive on defense. Success rate, eh. I mean, it's a, neither offense is very good. Both defenses, kind of terrible. Uh, the fact that this total is 42 is kind of surprising. I've got a projected total of like 29 here. I mean, it's just, I've got a, a 16 to 13 kind of game going on, at least based on raw stats, right? So just ridiculous. Uh, so we'll, we'll go on and scoot down a little bit. We'll take a look when Nebraska is on defense. They're really good against the rush. Um, Northern Illinois is not good against the rush. That's kind of an issue. But the fact that this thing is out to double digits. I know Nebraska has been embarrassed. Like, they got embarrassed last week. I don't think Northern Illinois is as bad as they were last week. Uh, these are two awful teams as far as turnover margin is concerned. Number 133 for Nebraska, number 116 for Northern Illinois. Penalties per game, Northern Illinois is really good. They draw a lot of penalties from their opponents. Uh, they're number 13 in that regard. Uh, this is a spot where I don't think it's a get-right game for Nebraska. I think Northern Illinois can find a way to kind of hang around in this thing. So I'm, I'm going to ride with the Huskies here, plus the eleven. I, I still expect Nebraska to win the game. But you don't just flip a switch like that uh, and, and everything go dramatically better immediately, right? Like, I think Jeff Sims has some issues. Even if they go to another quarterback, uh, which in, in Sims, I believe, had an ankle injury, so who knows? But I, I just don't think it's going to be, you know, one swap and we're good. So give me Northern Illinois plus the 11 on that one. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt heads to Las Vegas. UNLV is going to host them. And Vandy, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Total sits at 59 on this one. Uh, it's a 6 p.m. Central Time game on CBS Sports Network. And Vandy uh, kind of hung in there a little bit against Wake Forest, but eventually, uh, like we thought would happen here on the show, Wake Forest did pull away a little bit, and they did cover the number. Uh, but Vandy did nothing to uh, make themselves look bad here at all so uh, raw stats wise I mean this thing is right on the number right on the number Vandy minus 4.3 uh, the spread is Vandy minus four and a half the power number on this which of course includes preseason rankings and right now uh yeah about 25 20 between 25 and 40 percent of the raw statistics uh, would actually have UNLV as a 5.4 point underdog here so, what are we looking for? I expect big things out of UNLV this year. I think they're going to be really, really good. Uh, the problem is that they have not really been thus far. Do you see this? I mean, look on the... And part of this has to do with who they've played, right? But you look at the PPA margin. Uh, you look at offensive success rate. You'll get defensive success rate. Available yards margin. All that good stuff. UNLV just got smoked by Michigan. Smoked. But you would expect that because that, the same thing would happen to Vanderbilt. Vandy, on the other hand, ah, okay. Like a Hawaii, Alabama A&M, 
And then uh, who did they play last week? Um, I just went completely blank. Oh, Wake Forest. We were just talking about that. Uh, I think in this situation, even on the road, I think Vandy just has more... I don't know that they have more talent. I think they got more speed. I think they've got a a, a better... I think they got a better offense, for sure. This is a tough one. You guys are gonna have to let me know. I'm gonna ride Vandy on it, just because I like Clark Lee, like I like Barton Simmons. I like what those guys are doing. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting one. Uh, so yeah, you guys have seen the numbers. You can take a look for yourself. Granted, it's only through two games, so you're gonna see better numbers throughout the season as this thing moves along. But whew, I mean that's a that's gonna be a rough one. That's going to be a rough one. All right. Let's, uh, Vandy, minus four and a half is going to be my play on that one. Although there is no discernible difference between the numbers. Just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. Next on the board, we have got South Alabama heading to Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. You know, the Cowboys, the Pokes, all that good stuff. Uh, Oklahoma State, a seven and a half point favorite. Total sits at 48 and a half. It's a 6 p.m. Central game on ESPN+. Plus. Yep, you're going to need your streamers on this. Get that broadband rolling. Make sure you got all your stuff that you need, all your special remotes, all that good stuff. Looking at the numbers, of course, uh, the total of 40, let's see, 48 and a half. I have a total of 42. Again, don't trust this. This is only raw stats from the first two weeks of the season. All right, so everybody calm it down. So in this spot, the raw numbers have Oklahoma State favored by yeah, 0.64 points, so about half a point. But if you look at the power ratings, Oklahoma State is favored by 8.146, blah, 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 blah. We'll just say 8.1, just to be nice. Whatever. Eight points. Favored by eight power ratings. I want to take South Alabama. Like, I really do. Because I don't trust Oklahoma State's offense. However, I think they figured something out last week in that second half against Arizona State. Granted, it took some really bad play calls by Arizona State. And Oklahoma State did still have to make the plays, right? They're back home. They looked awful in their first game at home against Central Arkansas. In this situation, I think this is one where we can count on Oklahoma State to bounce back a little bit. I I still think that South Alabama is going to be able to eventually win the Sun Belt. However, things have not gone well with a tough opening schedule. So, uh, you look at some of these numbers, there's just not very much that leans South Alabama's way at all. However, I know they've got a pretty good team because they were, they're, they're number two in the country in returning production. And I saw this team win 10 games last year. So, like, I know they're pretty good. But this is just a, a rough, rough stretch for them right now. Um, I really don't like the fact that they're number 133 in PPA per pass allowed on defense because Mike Gundy will eat that up. Like, he will find somebody that can that can sling the ball around. So, while my numbers may not necessarily say it, I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. I, I'm going to take them to kind of right the ship, get things headed in the right direction. I think South Alabama, while they could make this thing competitive... I expect this to be closer to about a 10-point win for the Cowboys. So that is the way that we're going to lean on that one. Give me give me Mike Gundy minus 8, or excuse me, minus 7.5 here. All right. Continuing on. We've got a few more that we got to hit. And write our times down. James Madison heads to Troy, and the Troy Trojans have... I mean, it's gotten all the way out to two and a half points. Total of 46 and a half here, 6 p.m. Central Time. This was on the NFL Network. Of all the freaking channels to have a college football game, but that is what the Sun Belt has done, and I can't blame them for taking money. So, cheers to them for that. Looking at the numbers here, the power ratings would have Troy favored by about two points. Uh, the raw stats would have Troy favored by, eh, .23, somewhere around there. James Madison... Come off of a big-time win against Virginia. Troy just got absolutely walloped on the road last week against Kansas State, 42-13. to James Madison, uh, here's, here's what's interesting to me. Um, they're 
really not great against the pass on defense. They were pretty good last year against the pass. This year, thus far, through two games, number 122 PPA per pass allowed. Now, Troy doesn't exactly light it up, but that tends to be where they do their best work, at least scoring-wise. They're number 69 PPA per pass, number 85 PPA per rush. Um, I mean, they run the ball like 51.67% of the time. Something somewhere around there. Uh, James Madison, like they are still fantastic at stopping the run. This seems like the kind of spot where I would expect a, and now don't get me wrong, both of these teams incredibly well coached, all that good stuff. I just see more things that tend to lean James Madison here. There's a lot of people, a lot of smart people, that have decided to back Troy at home on this one. I'm... I'm not going to buy it. This is, by the way, this is the game that should have been the conference title game in 2022. Coastal Carolina was not supposed to be there. James Madison won the conference, but James Madison cannot play for the Sunbelt title last year or this year. So it's just a mess. Um, regular, just fundamentals, penalties per game, uh, penalties that you that you draw on your opponent, uh, turnover margin, etc., all this kind of stuff points to James Madison here. Uh, while my number does say Troy, uh, the fact that it's Troy minus two and a half, I like Troy, but I there's something about this James Madison team that's different, and you saw it in that fourth quarter at Virginia. I mean, that, that was a tough place to go play last week. Tough place, and they found a way to get a win at the end. I think they're going to roll that over. They're going to go on the road again. I think they're going to beat Troy. I really do. Um, this is not the same Troy team from last season. It's just not. Just not. All right. So give me give me James Madison plus two and a half on that. I, I think they win the game outright, but either way. Either way. Georgia Tech. Oh, by the way, reminder, like the video. Subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. Uh, toss your thoughts in the comments. I want to hear what you guys are thinking about these games. All right, moving along. Game number 15 here. I'm going to go on and pull it up. Ole Miss hosts Georgia Tech. The Rebels are a 17.5-point favorite. Total sits at 63 on this. It's at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network. Haynes King has done some pretty awesome work for Georgia Tech thus far. That offense looks dramatically better under Brent Key than it did last year. Um, and, and maybe it is. Just a Jeff Sims thing for Nebraska. Like maybe, maybe that's the problem. Um, I would hope not. But regardless, regardless, uh, the raw numbers have got Ole Miss favored by twenty five point seven. The power numbers have Ole Miss favored by twenty. The issue here is that Ole Miss has Alabama on deck, and we know that the tide is beatable this year. Is that going to mean anything here? I don't think so. I don't think Lane Kiffin is one of those that looks completely ahead. Uh, we've seen him in this spot before, and yeah, they, they still cover. So, I kind of expect the same thing here. While I do think that Georgia Tech is pretty good, I mean, you look at the PPA margin numbers, they're number 19 in PPA margin. They did lose to Louisville in week one, but they were explosive. They were able to put up some interesting, interesting numbers. Uh, let's look at uh, net explosiveness. Georgia Tech, number 28. Now, they're giving up some big plays, but they're number 16 in offensive explosiveness. Uh, Ole Miss, number 46 in that regard. They kind of got shut down by Tulane. I mean, the, the the final score of that game was not indicative of how tight the margins were there. So, points per play, uh, that kind of leans Ole Miss. However, Ole Miss's defense, not great as far as that is concerned. Uh, this is going to be a tricky game for Ole Miss for sure, but man... I, I look at some of these advantages. Ole Miss on offense, number 16 PPA per pass. On defense, Georgia Tech, number 127. I mean, this is not good. This is just not good. Uh, I do wonder about the Georgia Tech rushing defense. I The total is 63. I've got a projected total of 71 based on the raw stats. Eh, okay. I This is a tricky one because of the look-ahead spot, right? However, I'm going to trust the numbers here. I think Ole Miss goes out, plays their game. They play well at home. Uh, this is a spot where they're going to do well. Uh, they've got significantly more talent than Georgia Tech does. 
I will take the Rebels. Ole Miss. And you might be able to get them at 17 as well. Uh, but for the show, we'll do 17 and a half. Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting to see. So I'll, I'll take uh, Lane Kiffin laying at 17 and a half on that. All right, moving right along. BYU heads to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Coach uh, Sam Pittman and company, they are seven and a half point favorites. Total sits at 47 and a half. It's a 6.30 p.m. Central Time game on ESPN2. And let's take a look at the numbers, of course. Now, there's a lot of people that have been backing Arkansas this week. And I don't know that anybody can really explain to me why. Arkansas smoked these guys last year. Like, do we think that BYU is significantly better? Because I, I, I know that Arkansas did not look great against uh, Kent State last week. But they still got KJ Jefferson. I think Rocket Sanders is going to be back this week. I BYU's offense has not been good so far. So you're looking at the BYU defensive numbers, which look okay. But you start looking at the BYU offense, they can't run the ball. They're number 80 in PPA per pass, number 125 in passing success rate. Uh, how are they going to score? Like, I, I just, I, I'm not totally certain what we're going to, what we're going to see here, right? That this is, this is not great. So I'm, I'm on the complete opposite side here. Uh, points per play margin favors Arkansas. Turnover margin favors Arkansas, even though both teams are really, really good at not giving the ball away. Um, this Arkansas team, I think, uh, is going to be really, really good here. Like, this is a team that, uh, on offense, I mean, one of the biggest things that you know is that Sam Pittman is going to have a good offensive line, right? I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, they are number 14 in offensive line yards, and BYU is number 56. You look at stuff rate, Arkansas is number four in stuff rate allowed. Uh, BYU is number 98 in stuff rate. I mean, you look at Havoc, uh, Arkansas number 17 in Havoc allowed. Uh, BYU on defense, number 44 in Havoc created. That's pretty good. They'll, they'll be able to create some Havoc, but I don't think it's going to be great. So I, I look at this, again, the numbers here, just the raw stats have got Arkansas by 19 and a half, basically. The power numbers have Arkansas by 12 and a half. Arkansas is at home. Yeah, I think this is a spot where they kind of they kind of lay the wood a little bit. I would expect about a two-touchdown win for the Razorbacks. Um, I mean, I know it, it could be a look-ahead spot. Again, right? Arkansas getting ready to go into conference play. I don't think it matters. I think power rating, team talent, all that good stuff, games at home, yeah, give me... Give me the hogs. I will I will take Sam Pittman and company to cover seven and a half. That uh that number is disrespectful. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh like the video, subscribe to the channel. You guys know the bill. You guys know what to do. All right, we got a few more. Uh Hawaii at Oregon. That's the I gotta write the time down. We're not gonna make it under an hour. Because of course not. Hawaii. Heads to Eugene. They're going to take on the Oregon Ducks. And Oregon, a 38.5-point favorite here. Uh, 68.5 is the total. 7 p.m. Central Time. It's on the Pac-12 network. So, you know, one out of every, you know, 85 people in this country will get to see it or somewhere around there. Maybe less than that. It's only 15 million people that got the Pac-12 network. All right, pull up the numbers. Quit lollygagging, Gary. Let's go. All right. Hawaii's not been great. Obviously. However, defense is, eh, okay. Number 32 PPA per rush allowed. Number 60 PPA per pass allowed. They're number 55 PPA per drive on defense. On offense, uh, better than they were last year. Number 79 PPA per drive on offense. Um, they're number 112 in offensive success rate, so that's not great. Uh, however, they should have beaten Vanderbilt in that first game. Absolutely should have. You look at uh, You look at the offense. They cannot run the ball. This is something that I talked about in the preseason significantly. They're number 117 in offensive line yards. They're number 116 in stuff rate allowed. They are number 101 in havoc rate. If Oregon wants to, they can completely shut these guys down. However, Oregon's defense, 
not great. They do have significantly more talent, but I think Hawaii can hang around in this game. This is a look-ahead spot big time for Oregon, right? Uh, Oregon favored by eh, 38 and a half. Uh, the numbers on this would show, and here, we'll go on and pull it out. That way, if anybody wants to pause the video, you can do so. Uh, the power numbers have Oregon by 34. The raw stats have Oregon by almost 41. I'm going to trust the power numbers. I'm going to think that Oregon doesn't bother with running this thing up because they do have Colorado coming in next week. And you want to talk about eyeballs on a team? Deion Sanders going to Eugene is going to be absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. There's going to be a lot of people there. I will take Hawaii plus the 38 and a half. I don't think the team is that bad. But, obviously, we shall see. So, the Rainbow Warriors, the fighting Timmy Changs, uh, Hawaii plus 38 and a half there. Next up, TCU heads to Houston. Houston is a seven and a half point home dog. Let's pull it up. There we go. Much better. Okay. Total of 64 here. It's a 7 p.m. game on Fox, 7 p.m. Central Time. Houston lost to Rice last week. They got down 28 to nothing. They fought all the way back, tied the game at 28, lost in double overtime. This TCU defense is trash. This Houston offense has, so far, been trash. I mean, you look at this. Uh, they've played UTSA and Rice, and they are number 123 in PBA margin, number 115 PBA uh, per drive on offense, number 125 PBA per drive on defense. They are not great. But when you start looking at this, I mean, this is... They're not, they're not great on defense either. I mean, at Houston, I can't figure this thing out. Um, the power ratings would have TCU favored by 7.9. The raw stats have TCU favored by 12. I know TCU got embarrassed. Uh, everybody wants to bet on Houston. First game at home. First Big 12 game at home, right? I mean, the fans are going to be absolutely fired up for this. But uh, and, and they did take an embarrassing loss because you don't lose to food. Everybody knows this. And yet they did last week when they lost to Rice. This is going to be a weird spot for them. I'm I'm still going to take TCU, I think. Uh, I don't feel great about it, obviously, because of the situation. Um, and I think that you can even get a few... You know what? We're not going to take 7.5. We're going to take TCU minus the 7. So, I, again, don't feel great about this. However, you just look at the raw numbers... And, I mean, there is nothing that points you Houston's direction. Uh, I love Donovan Smith. I really do. But thus far, it, this ain't been it. This has not been it. I mean, good gracious. Uh, TCU, I'm going to trust them this go-round that their defense is going to be somewhat improved. Um, but the thing Houston likes to do the most is throw the ball in the number 116 PPA per pass. They can't even take advantage of TCU's biggest weakness on defense. So that's going to be a bit of a problem. Uh, again, you can pause the video, look at the stats if you want to, whatever you'd like to do there. Uh, but I'm, this total is a 64, and my projected total is like 39 and a half. I would not trust uh, my total here. <laughs> at least not yet. At least not yet. Uh, not a big difference in, in team talent either. Going to be an interesting game. I, that, I know that's for sure. But I'll take TCU here because, whew, when somebody shows you who they are, you should probably believe them, and that's what we've got going on with Houston here. That's what we got. All right, two more. Colorado State heads to Colorado. Ooh, the Buffaloes. Favored by 23. Uh, 23 and a half some places, 24 in some places. Uh, we're going to take the 23 because I think you know which direction I'm going with this. Total is 61. It's a 9 p.m. Central Time game on ESPN. Pull up the numbers. My power ratings cannot catch up. They just they can't catch up. It'll be middle of the season before I can get some good numbers here. But my power ratings have Colorado by 13. Uh, Colorado State's only played one game. They did not look great. They gave up 50 freaking points to Washington State. Um, they're number 125 PPA margin, 
Number 127, PPA per drive on offense. Number 108, PPA per drive on defense, which somehow the offense was actually worse than the defense in that game against Washington State. On the other side, Colorado's defense is just not good. So if Jay Norvell can find a way to get this thing clicking, that would be incredibly helpful in this spot, uh, especially if he's going to go running his mouth talking. Uh, look, you just, I don't understand why teams do it. Why are you giving this Colorado team ammunition? It makes no sense. No sense. I know you all heard what he said. He said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take off my sunglasses and my hat or whatever. Why would you disrespect this man when you're about to go play in his house? That's absurd. Just don't. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. I do not understand these guys that do that kind of stuff. But regardless, uh, unless you've got a team that can back it up, and I don't believe Colorado State can back it up at all. Like, these guys in Colorado, like, whew, it's a different world. Different world. All right. So, there's not a number here that I can find that I can keep Colorado State in this ballgame. Um, you know Dion is not going to lay off the gas. You saw him do it against Nebraska. Now, you got another game in a rivalry game again where the opposing coach is disrespecting him and it, he's going to relay that to his players and they're going to take... Yeah, it's just, as he says, it became personal. They're trying to make it personal, and they're going to run up the score here. I don't care if Oregon's next week. I don't think they care that Oregon is next week. I think that Deion Sanders is going to do everything that he can to get his son some Heisman love. That's the plan. So Shador Sanders, even late, they're still going to be throwing the ball, and they're pretty good at it. Number 21 PPA per pass, number four passing success rate, number 27 passing explosiveness. We've already seen that Washington State was able to absolutely smoke Colorado State doing that. And now Colorado State's got to go on the road. I mean, you got me. I, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, this is just absurd. Uh, so, no, my numbers don't say it. But, hey, uh, you know I'm going to back them this time. I didn't last week. I learned my lesson. Give me Colorado. Give me the Buffaloes. Minus the 23 is the number we're going to use for the show here because that is still out at a lot of places. But, yeah, that's the way I'm going. That's the way I'm going. All right, last game on the docket. Da, 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 da. Fresno State heads to Arizona State. Kenny Dillingham. Not great play calls last week in that second half against, uh, against Oklahoma State. They had a shot to win that game. Had a shot. Arizona State is a three-point underdog at home. Let's pull it up. 50 and a half is the total, 9.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. And the numbers, even the power numbers, have got Fresno State favored here. So again, Fresno, a three-point favorite. The raw stats so far this season have got Fresno State minus 2.29. The power numbers have got Fresno minus 2.17. Now, that's that's not three. But I, I look at Arizona State, not great on offense. I think Drew Pine is supposed to be back this week. I don't know what that's going to do that Jaden Rashada wasn't able to do. Um, the defensive numbers, okay. Like, they're not terrible. But also, I think that has something to do with the quality of the opponent. Uh, I think Mikey Keene could look really good here again. And you know Fresno's going to be... They didn't look great against their FCS opponent. I think they're going to be fired up here. Absolutely fired up to get a Pac-12 win. I think that's uh I think that's a massive, massive point here. Turnover margin leans Fresno. Points per play margin leans Fresno. Uh net explosiveness actually leans Arizona State. They don't give up big plays, but again, probably has more to do with who they've played. So I as ridiculous as it sounds, uh I'm gonna go with the G five team on the road. I I bet against Fresno State earlier this year. This is another one of those where I'm, I know what I have done in the past, and I am learning from my mistakes. I will take the Fresno minus the three here, the Fresno minus the three. What am I, what am I talking about? Um, could I see Arizona State winning the game? Sure, sure. Why not? Uh, I was looking for a better number, and there's just it's threes just splattered across the board. Uh, there is a couple of spots where you can get a Fresno minus three at minus one hundred two, almost even money. Pretty good. Regardless, I'll take Fresno. I'll take Jeff Tedford. 
I'll take Mikey Keene looking like Drew Brees again. Um, yeah, so there we go. Let's uh, let's do a quick recap, and we'll do our timer here. All right, so this weekend, I've got Maryland minus 14.5, Army plus 8.5, Utah State plus 9.5, Florida State to cover the 26, Georgia Southern plus 20, I like Louisville minus 10, Alabama minus 33, Oregon State minus 24.5, Western Kentucky plus 30.5, Southern Miss plus 13 against Tulane, I like Northern Illinois plus 11, Vandy minus four and a half, Oklahoma State minus seven and a half, James Madison plus two and a half, Ole Miss minus seventeen and a half, Arkansas minus seven and a half against BYU, Hawaii plus thirty eight and a half, TCU by seven at Houston, Colorado minus twenty three, and I do like Fresno as a road favorite, Fresno minus three at Arizona State. All right, like I said, there's links in the description to click all the different stuff. Check out the Bet US College Football Show. Um, it's been an awesome week, an absolutely fantastic week. Uh, I now have three children. It's awesome. My mother-in-law is a saint. She has been here with us all week. So uh, any comments that you would like to leave for her or my rock star wife, uh, those would be much appreciated. You guys are awesome for uh, for sticking with me. I know I didn't put out content at the first part of this week like you are used to, but you guys left some comments for me, and I really, really appreciate it. Uh, this has been fun. This will be the last time I do it. Uh, but man, man, what a what a joy it is! I can I can hear the little one screaming at me in the other room right now, so I'm gonna go check that out. But uh, yes, a lot of fun. I'm beaming with pride. I'm sure you guys can tell. Uh, but with that said, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Uh, don't forget follow me on Instagram, TikTok at GaryWCE. Uh, if you want to email me, Gary at Winning Cures Everything. Whew, it's gonna be a wild weekend. Gonna be a wild weekend. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me Gary at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.